good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. It's great to be here with the Woke Fam tonight. This is your host, your guest, the creator of the Woke Society's channel, podcast, whatever the hell you want to call this. Welcome in, everybody. It's so great to see you. This is Woke Society's episode number 10. The War Machine is coming back. And if you're following the news, guys, you certainly know what this is what we're talking about here. But we're going to be covering a whole lot of stuff as we always do. But let's bring in my co-host here. I find it. How's it going, my friend? Oh, it's going great. Lovely weekend for me down here. Beautiful, beautiful. And yes, I have my son here. He's gonna, He might be turning into another co-host of mine. Um, I switched out his cars for his pad, so it's not as distracting for you all. So we're compromising over here. <laughs> this is what you got to do when you work out of your kitchen and have a three-year-old toddler. He wants to hang out with dad while he does this, so I'm totally fine with it. But I'm so happy to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Reinvigorated, got the energy coming. And I cannot wait to hang out with you all tonight. It's going to be an awesome show. We're going to be covering from everything from Lady Gaga's dogs uh, to what's going on with Arizona. An Arizona judge has uh, made some a pretty big deal about this case with uh, 2 million votes that are going to be uh, audited. So to me, it's good news. We're going to cover as much good news as we possible because it's mo- right now in the world, guys, we're facing nothing but negative things. So going to cover all that. We're going to do our news blitz in just a moment here as soon as the uh, music ends. And we're going to jump into our uh, pill dad here. And then we'll get into the main event in about 20 minutes or so. Because we're going to clear up some things going on with Durham. I still see people in the chat talking about Durham here and what's going on with him. So we're going to clear some things up with that. Going to talk about Syria. Going to talk about Joe Biden's reaction to the uh, to Saudi Arabia killing an American journalist. And then we got clowns of the week, or clowns of the day at the end of the uh, show here. So we got a pack full episode for all you guys and that's going to lead you guys right into methods at the top of the hour so guys what i want to do here is get into the uh the sponsor one of our sponsors today the guys over at pill.net that made the foxhole app that a lot of you are chatting on right now that you're using the chat right now and all that good stuff so you guys need to get over there and make a brand new sensor free plat uh sensor free account over there and let's hear from one of the developers right now matt from pilled.net Step in the virtual haven of Pilled.net, where you remain an individual. You are in control. Experience has to offer. Create dynamic topics with videos, links, text, anything you want. Load topics. Activate filters. Get verified. Go live. Escape the onslaught of ads and privacy scares. Let's get back to what social media was meant to be. On pill.net. Beautiful. Beautiful, guys. Welcome in, everybody. Go make an account at pill.net, guys. These are the guys that made the foxhole up that you are all enjoying right now. It's completely free and it's built by Patriots for Patriots. So please, guys, go check them out, pill.net. They're going to have a whole new, hopefully, uh, new makeover coming out very soon. You guys are going to absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And I see a bunch of people are flooding the show already. Uh, more than usual, and it's so great to see. So what I want to do first, I find, is do our news blitz and just talk about what we're seeing happen out in CPAC right now because I put out on my Telegram. If you guys aren't following me on Telegram, you need to follow me on Telegram and Gab as well. It's a great place to find my thoughts. I'm constantly interacting with uh, fans from the show and my WokeSocieties.tv uh, members. They also benefit from having a private chat there as well that I talk to you guys throughout the day about anything and everything, and they're absolutely loving it. But... I find it, my friend. What I'm seeing here at CPAC, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really impressed. And this kind of weirded me out. And I'm sure you saw this too. Let's start here, guys. Uh, Tony, Mr. T Dog, 
on Twitter says a golden statue of former President Trump was unveiled late Thursday at the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC in Orlando. I want to know what your guys' thoughts of this are. Take a watch real quick. There it is. Big golden statue of Trump. Now, I find I want to hear a reaction first on this before I throw my spiel. What do you think about this? I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> I have no idea what it's for, where it's going to go. I don't know, man, but uh, I mean, I'm going to admit <laughs> it. I like it. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's fine, man. The thing is, I, I knew we were going to disagree on something at one point. Dude, I find this creepy. I don't like it at all. Um, I remember from my Bible days not to make turn people into idols. And dude, guys, I have I have a Trump flag behind me, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I love the man just like everyone else. But when I start seeing golden statues made of him, I'd be more okay with this if he won a second term. We all know he won. But I would, I would like this more if he had won his second term and put golden statues of himself all over the country to replace all the statues Antifa and BLM tore down. But... This whole thing with CPAC, as we're going to see here in a little bit, um, to me, guys, it's like Con Inc. And it, to me, it just feels like I w I've been watching some of the videos throughout, and it just seems like to me it's just a lot of Democrat lefty talking points. Um, Ted Cruz, I, I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of rhinos and a lot of uh, Repub GOP Republicans trying to get on the coattails of Trump and trying to make uh, nicey with Trump. And I just don't like any of it, guys. I just, I for me, I'd rather have Trump speak the Latinx, the whole three days, do a speech each day, let him scorch earth. Because to me, besides Project Veritas, man, I don't really, I don't know who else I'd really want to listen to um, talking at this event, to be completely honest. But I just want you guys to see here because we talk about cancel culture a lot on the show. And the cancel culture, guys, um, it's on both sides. And it looks like I'm going to have to get rid of the pens now. Cars that's now turn into pens. <laughs> I just can't win with this guy. I can't win with you, little man. I love you, though. But this was from the National File. Uh, multiple CPAC attendees were ejected, threatened with arrest for not wearing masks. Now, guys, this is down in Orlando, Florida. Florida has been, you know, revered as this freedom state, and hopefully we're going to be living very, uh, not too off in the distant future. But guys like Fleckus, you guys know Fleckus um, from Fleckus Talks. Him and another uh, live streamer were actually kicked out of the event permanently um, for for not wearing their mask. And as security officials warn him, um, they, they were told they were no longer wanted and will be arrested for trespassing. This is down in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. DeSantis was just at this. Now, I understand these businesses, they have to abide. You know, you're under the rule of whatever these businesses want you to do. Totally understandable. And I get that. But for me, if you're if you're this if you're the party, if you're if you guys are going to try to take back the house and all this stuff and really get on the coattails of this populist movement that Trump allowed, to me man, this is not a good look at all. And then you have the influencers that are part of this and it's just I don't know, man. I didn't get good vibes from this at all. What do you think about this? No, I didn't get good vibes at this at all, man. Um so I it's in Florida, which weirds me out that they're not allowing the mask in there. Uh I mean, I thought everything was supposed to be open down there. That, that's the way I saw it. And so sitting here watching this sort of happen, people getting kicked out of here, doesn't doesn't really make sense to me. No, man, I don't like it at all. It's it's just weird to me. And, you know, they talk about cancel culture and they're canceling their own people. 
I'm just like, this doesn't send the right vibe to me. I don't like it at all. And again, this is why I was just saying that, you know, this entire thing, Trump's going to be speaking tomorrow, I think around uh, 3, 3.30. And um, I'm going to try to live stream that because honestly, guys, I think tomorrow is going to be the beginning of the offensive that Trump has had. And, and Trump's uh, message is going to be revenge. And we're going to discuss that in just uh, towards the middle of the show here. Um, but let's go to something else real quick that I want to talk about because... The, the Joe Biden administration is an absolute joke at this point, and it's getting worse. And so many things are happening that if you don't if you aren't paying attention, even the little things like this are telling you that this administration is completely is such a circus. The White House and the press are at odds. This is from The Washington Post. Um, there are odds over a plan to start charging reporters for coronavirus testing. And guys, this is for anybody that wants to walk in and uh, get the test. And this is a daily thing to the point where they want to start charging uh, $170 per reporter on a daily basis to come in and do this. And the thing is, they're saying uh, the White House has been paying for this for over a year now, and it's starting to uh, strain their budget. But you want to know what I think it is, I find it. This take right here from Disclose.tv, this is exactly what I think it's coming down to. Um, Again, they want to charge this amount for every time they come to the White House. Uh, this would effectively prohibit the smaller media outlets from covering the White House. Now, when I think about that, I find it. I think about um, uh, like maybe Newsmax, maybe OAN, these other outlets that don't have the backing of these gigantic corporations. Um, to me, we know the left are starting to push for this. Uh, they want they want the, uh, the what they deem as uh, lies and misinformation. They want those people out. They want Fox News out. And I hate Fox News, but you guys know what I'm talking about. This, to me, man, seems like an attack on on press inside the actual White House and another way of censoring people they don't like. What do you think? Uh, I think you're right on that because they fund the media. Uh, They have all the control over every one of the articles that comes out every day. So it's not going to hurt them at all. All that money is just circulating. It's just going in a circle for them. So to charge their own media, it doesn't bother them at all. They're going to get the money back. But whenever you charge the opposite political side, that is not it's not being supported by them at all of course they're going to be the ones that hurt so absolutely man absolutely i just think it's funny that they want to start charging imagine if trump started doing this imagine if trump started uh, charging jim acosta and all these other hyenas that are in the white house press corps all the time <laughs> and they're just say, listen you want to talk to me and ask questions you're going to pay 170 dollars a day to do that absolutely insane but yeah. speaking of joe biden man if you got have you seen this video yet I find of him touching down in Texas. Did you see this yet? Oh, yeah. What I'm about to show you guys is 100% cringe. It's only 35 seconds, so it's, I'm not going to cringe you out too much. Joe Biden touched down in Houston. I think this was either, I think this was yesterday or today. I don't remember, but he came down. He had his handler, of course. He never goes out by himself, God forbid, because he might get lost and walk into the ocean or something. He was out here talking about whatever nonsense, and he loses his track of mind. And this, remember guys, this is the guy that just bombed Syria just yesterday. Watch this. Uh, I think he's getting on a plane. He told me last, he came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, uh, uh, excuse me, (laughs) Pinnell. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And... uh, uh, Mayor Turner. Dude literally says, what am I doing here? Yeah. Judge Hidalgo, uh, <laughs> thank you all up. for welcoming us. And Jill and I wanted to visit Texas today for a couple of reasons. 
first and and he goes on and he notices somebody in the uh, in the crowd in another video where he's like oh hey man i haven't seen you in years nice to see you out there and he goes back <laughs> it's just like what the leader of the free world country uh, this is the leader of the free world everybody um it's absolutely embarrassing man that this dude is at the helm but this is uh, what we come to expect, guys. He ain't going to last that long, in my opinion, man. What, what do you think about this? No, I got a six-month lesser uh, bet on that one. But this <laughs> this right here, <laughs> I mean, he loses it. He loses all train of thought. I, I don't think he had it before he walked up there. This is one of those moments that proves to you again that he has no sense of being able to speak to America. And that's, again, it proves also that he's not making any any decisions at all. Oh, no. uh, what he waited until it was nice weather to go down there and talk to him, didn't he? Uh, and then he can't even answer any questions. His wife has to do most of them. So, absolutely, man, it's absolutely crazy. But this is what we come to uh, expect from this administration. But guys, the darker things get, the lighter. I feel like the closer we are to the end of the tunnel. So, just hang on with us. We're going to be just fine. We're all going to get through this. Once Trump's back in the in the, in the limelight again, as we're, as he's going to be tomorrow. Um, I think a lot of things are going to be changing and the momentum and our um, our reinvigoration is going to be ignited again. So I just want to cover uh, one other thing here. The FBI, of course, working their asses off to arrest Trump, uh, Trump supporters, the people that have been uh, arrested in the Capitol. And if you guys didn't know, Lady Gaga had her her dogs uh, jacked. Two of her, uh, I don't know, pit bull terriers, whatever they are. Her our dog walker was shot. I think she survived. I don't know if she did or not, but her. Her dog walker was uh, was shot at, and her dogs were taken, and some good Samaritans found them tied up to some some fence or some chain, and she got her dogs back. But the FBI, they jumped right in, right in and needed to investigate this, and they figured this out in less than a day, what happened. Um, Lady Gaga's dogs recovered safely after theft, um, but you know why they really wanted to uh, investigate this, I find it? And shout out to Methods for sending me this right before the show. This is from the Daily Mail Celebrity. FBI investigates whether the dog napping of Lady Gaga's bulldogs was politically motivated because she sang at Biden's inauguration. Of course, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, if Congress were to go in front of the, uh, you know, go in, make new laws, and start persecuting Trump supporters because Lady's Ga- Lady Gaga's dogs were taken and then they blamed, <laughs> they blamed the Trump supporter for this shit? It's insane, man, that, you know, Antifa, BLM, they ravaged the country. Uh, they still can't figure out the Las Vegas shooting. They can't figure out anything. They can't figure out shit. But they got, you know, they figured out real quick um, this, the people that attacked the Capitol, or quotes, I'm going to put that in quotes, attacked the Capitol and walked inside. And now they got ladies do- uh, Lady Gaga's dogs under, under control here. What do you think about this, man? This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're really good at finding garage door pulls and dogs that are chained up to a tree in random places. <laughs> this sounds like, you know, the stand-up five-star FBI that we've always looked at, right? Absolutely, man. They <laughs> they retarded. They, they, they just, they, they are, this is why, guys, and, and, you know, not all the FBI is bad, I can imagine, but right now in the public image, um, no one has any trust in these, uh, in these, in the Department of Justice and the FBI in general. Um, because of stuff like this, because of things exactly like this, it's really sad to see, but either way, either way, last thing I want to show you guys before we get into the funny video of the day, this is very encouraging, very encouraging. We're going to see what happens. This is from zero heads judge rules. Arizona's Maricopa County must turn over 2.1 million November election ballot to the Senate. This isn't some small, uh, you know, batch of a hundred or 200, this is 2.1 million votes, ladies and gentlemen. 
and they won a court case that this is now going to be actually um, enforced and they're going to be going through this audit. I don't want to give out too much hopium on this, ladies and gentlemen, but this is the biggest one that we've seen. And, you know, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood has been talking this up for a couple of days now, and they're very excited to see what comes out of this. And the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, it might not, if something big comes out of this, if something big does come out, I don't think it's going to change um, whether Joe Biden is in as the president or not. What it's going to change, I believe, is public opinion uh, to the point on both sides that, hey, our side was saying we knew it was stolen. The other side's like, well, we didn't believe you, but now it looks like we might have because I find it. What if they go in there and they find Chinese symbols all over these, uh, all over these ballots or they maybe they find out that these ballots were printed out in China themselves? What are the naysayers going to say at that point, man? You know, this to me, it could be a, a massive red pill. We're also, we're always looking for that in your face, you know, factoid that nobody can turn down. Right. And I've, I've been even told myself, like, well, what good is that going to do? You know, I saw this come out and I shared it around and I had, I had friends come back to me and go, well, what, what good is it going to do now? You know, and they, that's the attitude that they threw right back at me. And I told them, I was like, this is one of those things. I mean, during the election night on election night, Maricopa County was on the board. It's been in the limelight this whole time. Um, in the spotlight. So if 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 yep. this does turn into something big, if there's any proof that comes out of this, and to me it doesn't really matter how big it is, we just need to see the truth and the forensic audits to be conducted properly. And after that, it's in the public light. I mean, most of our problems are that we know the truth and we can't get anybody to say it on screen, you That's know, it. on the on any mainstream. So this could be. This could be one of those things. That's it, man. That's all we want. We, we need a platform that's going to get this out to as many people as possible. Because if you just, if they just drop this evidence and it's in a tweet and it's in a, in a tweet, it's not going to, it's going to pick up steam, but it's not going to pick up the steam that we want. We want the entire country to look at this all at the same time, force the mainstream media to cover it and have our day of presenting this evidence. That's all we want. And things could definitely change. And methods, I uh, just saw your comment there. To be fair, this is going back to Lady Ga- uh, Lady Gaga's dogs. To be fair, he said they thought the leash was a garage door, Paul. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why they got on top of that as quickly as possible, my friend. Always throwing. We've been trolling each other in each other's chats. Uh, I was in his chat this morning when I, as soon as I woke up. And uh, it's just been fun. But all right, guys, we're going to play the funny video of the day here. This is coming from uh, CPAC. Jim Acosta was there and he was confronted um, over his lack of coverage of Governor Cuomo's scandals, sex scandals, the nursing homes, all that good stuff. And quick shout out because we got some super chats already. Uh, two of these from yesterday. I didn't get I didn't shout out and I totally forgot. Uh, Gene, thank you so much from Panama City Beach. This is from yesterday's interview. Gary, thank you so much. Uh, much love to you, Patriot. Thank you. Susan, love you bad. Thank you so much for the donation. Of course, Heather's always here. Thank you for the donation together. Great show together, as always. Heather, thank you so much. Thanks for always showing up to the shows. And guys, keep sending those super chats in. I'll read those throughout the show and all that good stuff. Right to the Cash App. All the links are there. My mods are sharing them and all that good stuff. So let's check out this video, guys, and I'll see you on the other side of it. Let's do it. Won the election. Hey, Jim, I'm no, Dave Marcus from The Federalist. When are you guys going to start covering right, Cuomo? Conducting an interview. When are you guys going to start covering we Cuomo? Do, we do, we do. No, I'm asking you a serious know, we question. Do, we do, but David, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. We do. We have no, you don't. 
he killed ten. He killed ten thousand people, and he's accused of sexual assault. Let me just finish. And you guys want to talk about Ted Cruz? If you don't mind, so what? No, no. What do you don't mind? I'm going to finish this interview. I'm going to do it this way, maybe, just because he's rude, I'll be rude. Sir, let me just finish this interview, and then I'll talk to you. Okay, if you don't mind. All right. No. I mean, no. Well, then, excuse me. I haven't Yeah, what are you going to box me out? Uh, yeah. You're not tall enough. Um, when are you going to start covering it, Jim? When's CNN going to deal with Cuomo? We are covering it. I don't no, you're not. No, you're not. I, you're not. Well, you're not. Okay, we agree to disagree. You no, we don't our, agree to disagree. You're not covering Cuomo. I'm sorry, but. Well, what, do you do think about, what, what, what do you think about it? What do you have to say about Cuomo? I'm here to do a job right now. Oh, I'm not oh, here oh. To talk to you. You have plenty to say about Trump. Nothing to say about Cuomo? I'm here to do a job. What do you have to say about Cuomo? Nothing? Nothing, right? You have nothing to say about Andrew Cuomo. The emperor of New York, and you have nothing to say. Okay, then we see it. Then we see it. Then we see it. The emperor of New York City. You don't rat out your friends. I love it, guys. We'll see you on the other side of the intro. Here we go. For tuning in to the land of the real, but it's like the twilight zone. The plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring your thoughts to light, all the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots and now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up guys and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize how everything is real. Through project looking glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Both society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show, severe non on the mic. So come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. What are you going to do? Box me out? <laughs> You're too short. <laughs> oh, I love it, guys. CPAC has been an absolute mess. For the most part, I'm glad I haven't watched barely any of it. Um, I've seen nothing but trolling of the other side's media relentlessly. J- James O'Keefe has been nonstop. All, he, you know how you guys, ha- he does the retracto stuff. A lot of the journalists that he's retractoed were at this event, and he, him and his crew have been nonstop non-stop badgering these people he's handing out a um epacas i don't even know if i'm saying that right whatever that animal is um to these journalists man it's been an absolute shit show with them but i just love when um when when these people are confronted with when they can't run with real questions from real i don't know i don't know who that journal journalist was he's from the federalist but um people that are asking the real questions and uh, i love seeing them squirm man it's absolutely hilarious yeah, deer in the headlights, for sure. I love it. Can't stand Absolutely. up and answer a question. They refuse to. <laughs> and Michelle, I just saw your donation come in. You have no idea. Thank you for the gracious donation. You have no idea how far that's going to go. Um, thank you so much. Guys, keep the super chats coming. They're the best way to keep this uh, show on a full-time basis. You guys are fantastic. So I find it. Where I want to begin here is just to clear this up, and then I want to talk about what's going on in Syria and what Joe Biden's doing to uh, – to completely red pill this country faster than anybody could um, with what his actions are saying. So I want to talk about Durham just briefly. And Catherine Heritage put this out. Now, the news broke yesterday, and I I didn't know this. Um, When new administrations come in, um, 
AGs get switched up. Attorney generals get switched up all the time. Now, I'm still a lot new to a lot of this and seeing this play out that I'm actually paying attention um, with the Hawkeye and everything on what's going on. So this is not um, what it said. The news came out that Durham was going to be stepping down. And from attorney general, immediately the first thought in my head triggered, oh, my God, he's he's quitting. He's done. We're never going to hear all the work that he did. Um, this was the final nail. These people are going to get away with everything. That was my initial reaction to it. And, of course, not reading an entire article when this comes out, this is why it's important. John Durham is stepping down from his attorney general position in Connecticut. What was missing from a lot of the news articles, because, again, they're there to cast uh, fear and doubt, they forgot to mention that he is still working as special counsel. And Catherine Heritage put out a tweet. Let me see. When was this? This was yesterday. Just clearing this up, and I just want to clear this up because I saw people in the chat still asking questions about this, and this is going to answer all of them. John Durham did resign as U.S. Attorney for Connecticut. The DOJ website updated to say Durham's special counsel office will be located in D.C., another indicator suggesting that his work is continuing. A.G. Barr ordered establishing special counsel language matters. Remember, guys, Durham did say he is routing out criminal charges. Last time we heard from John Solomon, take it with a grain of salt. They were they were getting grand juries and subpoenas ready to go. Um, if you're getting grand juries to decide on certain cases, that means convictions, possible indictments are coming. Do not quote me on anything as far as when that's going to be happening because I will not put out any speculation of when this is. Guys, we were expecting to get something from Durham back in the summer, and we're approaching March now. So I'm not holding my breath. The thing I'm trying to uh, come and get across to you guys is that he is not done working. He is still doing this, and he's going to be in D.C. doing it. And again, Bill Barr, this is a quote from um, from the order itself. Bill Barr um, authorized John Durham to investigate whether any federal official, employee, or any other person or entity violated the law in connection with the intelligence and counterintel or law enforcement activities directed at the 2016 presidential campaigns. So, guys, he's still going to be doing his thing. The only thing I'm worried about, I find it, the only speculation that I have with it is that he's going to be in D.C. And the, that's the swamp, man. I don't know if this is typical of special counsels. It could be. Again, if you guys can school me up on this, do special counsels in D.C. that do these cases, do they normally stay in D.C. or do they stay in their home state? I'm not sure. But my initial reaction to this was well, no one knows what this guy has. As speaking in Durham, nobody knows truly what he has, it's been sealed tight, which is a good thing, but we really don't know. And the only person that we have seen get slightly convicted uh, was that lawyer that got a slap on the wrist and he ended up getting probation uh, for altering emails um, to, to for Carter Page. And we haven't seen anything from uh, besides that. We have seen nothing. We haven't seen the big the big dog uh, big dogs go down. No Comey's, none of those guys. So we're still all waiting for this. A lot of people are saying, "I have no faith." And I'm, a, I'm of that um, kind of mindset too, man, that at this point, even if charges are brought and indictments are, are, are brought, who is going to carry that out in a Joe Biden administration or does that matter? I don't know, guys. I have never seen any of this, any kind of stuff like this play out in my life. Um, I would love to know your thoughts on this, though, man. What do you think about all this? Well, of course, when the headline dropped, I saw all over social media, everybody freaking out because they didn't want to read past the first paragraph. And I'll admit, as soon as I saw it, you know, my stomach sank a little bit. Yep, mine too. Um, the way I look at Durham is he's part of our old offense, um, the one that we had, the one that ran a lot of our motivation uh, in certain times, especially as it dripped out to us. Uh, but 
I, I still think that something is going to come from this. I hold that, I hold that pretty close. Uh, I'm not super hopeful of the, the level of it, but I do think that something's going to come of it. Uh, it's the only thing left that's still completely under wraps. And, you know, I like to remember that this was all, this was global as well. This went, you know, across the pond and everything else. So, Right. I, I kind of wonder whether or not this is going to continue for, you know, maybe more years. Uh, I don't know how many characters are involved. <laughs> I hope not. You know, I, I mean, the scope <laughs> of it got so much bigger last year um, that we, we, you're right, we really just don't know what he has or how long it's going to keep going. Now, I don't like right. him up in D.C. either. Uh, it's terrible, but if that's where he's got to do his work, that's where he got to do his work. And it almost, <laughs> it almost makes me kind of happy that he's closer to him. Uh, that might scare him a little more, you know? So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. The thing is, I don't know how these normally, like what's, what's normal in these cases for special counsel. Cause when I see that he's going to be in DC, it, it, to me, it almost sounds like they want to keep him there to keep a extremely close on because we know Joe Biden is going to be at the heart of all this. Just like Obama is. If, if it's, if we, we know all the information from D-Class. We know these people planned this out years. You know, they were spying on Trump's campaign way before um, that was originally reported. Way before, not just him. It's, it was his family, his business associates, and even other candidates. This goes much further than Trump, but obviously Trump won. So he's been the main focus, but this goes out into so many countries. You have COVID that delayed everything. So many things. And then he said he was expanding his case even more. And it's like, okay. When he does drop something, it better be damn good for waiting this amount of time, right. this many resources, this many years. I swear, dude, if we end up coming, if we if something comes down and it's just a, a, a lawyer I'd never heard of before and that's it, I'm not going to be surprised. And I'm not going to be on this channel uh, spewing any kind of hopium, but I just wanted to clear that up for everybody. He is still doing um, the, the special counsel job. He's still investigating and we're going to have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to see. I don't know. I really don't know. We all know Q's last post was uh, just one word. And it was Durham. Who knows at this point what's going to happen? But we got to keep the faith, ladies and gentlemen. We got to keep a positive mindset. And that's where I want to leave it at. So I find it. I want to just go here real quick and just talk about the war machine. I titled the episode, The War Machine is Coming Back. And we can see it. It hasn't taken more than 30 days. And we're already bombing kids over in Syria again. And why is this happening? Well, as I was digging into this, guys, um, pretty much Joe Biden didn't tell anybody in Congress. Kamala Harris found out uh, after it happened. She was pretty pissed about that. But he bombed he bombed Syria because of Irani of us. Uh, who's it? Uh, Iran militant groups were out in Syria. Now, I don't understand. Why wouldn't you just go after Iran Instead of uh, shooting at Syria, it makes no sense to me, guys. I'm not, I'm not some military guy. I don't understand this stuff. But as far as I can tell, it didn't take long. And that's my entire point with all this. So this is from the Epic Times talking about this. This is Iran condemns U.S. airstrikes in Syria, denies attacks in Iraq. So it says Iran on Saturday condemned U.S. airstrikes against Iran-backed militias in Syria and denied responsibility for rocket attacks on U.S. targets in Iraq that prompted Friday's strikes, supposedly. Uh, Washington said its strikes on positions of the Iran-backed uh, Katyeb, Hezbollah, a paramilitary group along with the Iraq border, were in response to the rocket attacks on U.S. targets in Iraq. 
Western officials and some Iraqi officials have blamed those attacks on Iran-backed groups. To me, man, it sounds like a whole bunch of finger-pointing, and what's going to happen here ultimately is there's going to be conflict, um, countries getting upset, and it's going to be offenses mounting and forces gathering for another war. This is what it feels like to me is happening. And it says, we emphasize the need for the Iraqi government to find the perpetrators of these incidents. You can see it right here. Now we're emboldened. We have to find out what's going on with all this. If it's military action that needs to be taken, we're going to do it. And it says, Hussein gave assurances that Baghdad will not allow incidents in this country to be used to disrupt the excellent uh, relations between the two countries. And progress has been made in talks of Iran's on Iran's frozen funds and Baghdad would uh, facilitate Tehran's access to its funds. And this, this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to point this out. When I was, when nine 11 happened, I was in sixth grade. I was a middle schooler. And from that point on, I all remember is war filling the headlines up until Donald Trump got into office. We went from years fighting over in Iraq having all those wars, it, it went from the Taliban to ISIS and ISIS all the way up until Trump took care of ISIS and completely destroyed them. That was from 2001 up until, what, 2017, 2018, guys? We have been at war for that long. Trump stopped it. He had no, he had no involvement in any wars. And as I'm, as I'm just researching this, guys, and this is my whole point why I'm even bringing this up, as I'm researching this, this is just triggering memories, so many bad memories of our, of all the soldier death numbers, all my friends and family that went over to uh, Iraq and all these in Afghanistan that sacrificed so much, coming back so screwed up, and a lot of them didn't even know why they were over there with the endless wars. They never ended. And what are we seeing already? 30 days, and we're already lobbing bombs over Syria because of uh, of some of some supposed militants from Iran that had some militias there. 30 days guys and we're already at war and I'm seeing these headlines and it's like guys it's going to be back to business as usual because you know this is why I'm saying too I find it you know when people are saying the military is in control I have a hard time believing that because to me when I was looking at all this I thought Trump was going to be was going to clean out the uh, swamp that being in DC. Yeah. I always said in my mind, okay, great. You clean up the swamp. You still have to deal with what's called the military-industrial complex. To me, it's even more complex than the swamp itself. And, dude, they're foaming at the mouth right now. They had a four-year delay on wars. They have, they have missiles that they want to use. They have technology they want to use. To me, this isn't signaling that the military is in control at all. They're carrying out airstrikes already, and you guys are going to see that forces are already going to be on alert and ready to go. What do you think about all this? Well... First, I think that what Trump did was he ruined a lot of the targets that were, were being used. And after that was over, you're right, the military-industrial complex has been on a break, and they've been losing billions, trillions of dollars ever since Trump entered the picture because they had to basically pause everything that they were doing. And now we're at a point where we're seeing some of the first action be taken again. Now, this looks like they're trying to incite to me, you know, this, these are the first steps. So what I'm wondering is if this is going to succeed, um, because of Trump's actions everywhere, nobody, nobody really wants to have wars anymore, except for the military industrial complex. So what are these, what are these other countries going to do in response to, uh, 
to Biden because to me it looks like nothing he has done, no action he has taken, whether it be this or anything else, nobody's happy with him, including his own administration. So yep. this could be another one of those acts that just goes on the list for them wanting to get rid of him because they're blaming this on, on him, and, and it rightly so. But to me, it looks like a puppet move from the military-industrial complex to um, incite this. I could imagine the phone call that he got saying, something's happened over here across the pond. Hey, we need to do this. Do you okay it? And he, him just going, oh, yeah, Jack, go for it. You know what you're doing. Yep. And, uh, and go right ahead with it. So it looks like one of those puppet moves to me. And I'm not quite sure if it's going to succeed the way that uh, he or whoever may be behind it wants it to. Exactly. And just think... Just think about this too, man. Like they, Trump was what he he was he was dealing out peace deals like like candy, right? Uh, you know, the last couple of years in his administration, peace deals. He was even uh, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, which, you know, Black Lives Matter is probably going to end up winning that over him anyways, which is an absolute joke. Um, but that that's this is the stark contrast people are seeing. Trump was bringing peace to the Middle East, and now we're. It seems like Joe Biden is he had this little strike. This killed up this killed twenty-two people, by the way. And it looks like they are just poking the bees nest with a big stick and saying, Hey, hey, we need war. We need war. We need to send more troops over. We need more headlines. We need more of a distraction. COVID is gonna be ending soon, guys. I know I don't know when, but you can start to see the uh, the writing on the wall. Even out here in New York, they're starting to get more lax here with uh, with the COVID rules, social distancing. You can see it coming. So when that is over, to me, the best replacement is is war. It's distracting. It can cover headlines. It brings ratings. Um, you're gonna have scenes of war, people shooting at each other. They know the the media loves war, and they could they need a better distraction after COVID uh, comes down. We're gonna have to see. We'll have to see all this plays out. But the most alarming thing to me is, man, so with all this. Is we saw Joe Biden come in, he signed 50 executive orders, um, very, very non-dictator-like, right? And right. what we're hearing out of the uh, out of the White House, this is from Jack Posobiec, um, who's been honestly, he's been doing some uh, legit reporting, uh, in my opinion. He's not my favorite, but he puts this out uh, a couple days ago. It says Kamala Harris was not informed prior to the Syrian bombing and is very upset about being left out of the loop per White House official. Now. Kamala Harris, as far as we know, was taking calls um, for foreign leaders that the president normally does what she was doing, and she was kept out of the loop on this. Does that give you much confidence? I find that um, Biden isn't just acting, you know, is Obama sending the through the earpiece? Okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to bomb Syria. This is going to go into Iraq. We're going to say, this is what it sounds like to me, man. And it sounds like Biden doesn't want to involve anybody, no Congress, not as VP, nobody on these decisions, man. And the only reason why I think this is this is throughout all of all of Congress is because this was taken here from Ilan Omar, who I can't stand. But even Ilan Omar was she she's part of the Democrat Party, right? She wanted to know why steering airstrikes were authorized without congressional congressional approval. And I could care less what this woman says, regardless, man. But it just shows you that her and the rest of the Democratic Party, including Kamala Harris, had no say in any of this. Had no say in any of this, man. I just, what does this look like to the American people, right? Right. Yeah, man. And it, uh, you know, what it shows me is, again, he's. This is the the puppet thing with with Biden. I really don't think that he's he's doing most of it. But again, we have to remember these people don't even like themselves. They don't like the person sitting next to them. They don't support each other. They're not loyal to each other. They don't 
agree on pretty much anything. The campaign that they ran up until this point, they all acted buddy-buddy because they had a common enemy. And now that that enemy is gone, they can return to hating each other. So this looks like, you know, there's one piece of cake and there's a thousand people that want it. And, you know, this this eating themselves, you know, scenario that we're watching with everybody being mad uh, at each other is is the distraction. But it's also the entertainment that we get to laugh at because, I mean, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. And I see some people saying, you know, these people are on the chain of command. That's fine. That's fine. But you would you would think that there'd be some kind of communication um, that these actions are being taken at all among your among your 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 what essentially your coworkers, but you know to me this does not send any um any any feeling of confidence that you want um with your with your administration with your cabinet members. I just it's it's just a bad look to me, and it's really hard to see now. I just wanted to show you guys the the complete hypocrisy about this because I do remember. Remember, I this is what I was saying when I woke up because of the lopsided coverage of Donald Trump and the absolute evisceration this man went through um, from the media, from literally every Democrat and condemning literally every single step this guy did. And I thought this is too, way too suspicious. But let's go back in time here just for a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Check this out. This was Kamala Harris back in April 14th, 2018. She says, I strongly support our men and women in uniform and believe we must hold Assad accountable for his unconscionable use of chemical weapons, but I am deeply concerned about the legal rationale of last night's strikes. The president needs to lay out a comprehensive strategy in Syria in consolation with Congress, and he needs to do it now. Funny, man, because what, what are we looking at right now? Exactly. She's a VP. She's the vice president right now, and this president just carried this out. No Congress involved. She apparently wasn't even told about it. And again, the absolute hypocrisy is what we're seeing here, and it just gets better from here. This was Jen Psaki from April 6, 2017. Also, what is the what is the legal authority for strikes? Assad is a brutal dictator, but Syria is a sovereign country. <laughs> you can't My make gosh. this stuff up. No. And just one more here. This is from AOC. This is from AOC on April 14th of 2018. Here's the profound danger of what we just did in Syria. A mad king president, she's talking about Trump, with major disapproval of Americans just decided to bomb a nation without the constitutional requirement of con- uh, congregational approval. Democrats who take th- uh, the war money pass the laws allowing that. Dude, this is exactly what just happened in the last couple of days. And what do you hear from the media? What do you hear from these Democrats? You hear nothing but crickets. Yep. It's crazy, isn't it? Because they, this goes to show yet again that they don't build their lives or their careers or their political narrative based on what they actually think or believe. It's only to the opposite of what the other party says. They don't have any, any fulfilling thought or anything behind it. You know, you can, you can watch right there that the script flipped now, but we can pull it right up. The internet is forever. So what did you mean back then? Did you not mean that? Do you, do you mean it now? What, what are you trying to say? And, and when did you try to say it? Because it exactly. doesn't make any sense. So, you know, it's easy to call this kind of crap out because they really, they just don't think about anything. There's no logic behind it. There is only act to the opposite of my political party. That's it, man. They're only loyal to, uh, to their party. And, the thing is, we all know this, right, guys? We all know that, you know, these people are nothing but hypocrites. They, they spew they spew anything against the opposite party. And when, it, when their own party does it, they're quiet. We all know that. But I like to remind people, and for maybe new people to the show, 
um, that haven't seen this before. The just that we like to hold a mirror up. Trump laid out a blueprint of exactly what we need to do to these people. We need to hold a mirror up to them. And this is on the left and the right. This is for both sides. But I just want to remind people that, yes, Biden is doing this, but also he is killing. He's going to end up killing civilians just like his just like uh, Obama did thousands of people. And Jack Pasebic put this uh, these photos out just uh, just show, showcasing um, some of the carnage that was put out here. Now, whether these people they were terrorists or not, um, if, if they were bad guys that were killing Americans, you know they deserve what they got. But if you're going to be killing civilians in the middle of all this, that's what I don't like. People that have no no they had nothing to do with this uh, with with this quarrel, and yet they're caught up in the carnage. And these people, what what voice, what 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 kind of retaliation do they have? Like. I can understand, man. If I'm if I'm a parent that does has not want anything to do with any of this stuff, just wants to live their life, and then I get a bomb through my ceiling and you kill my kids, what do you think that's gonna do for the country? Is that gonna is that gonna get you on their side? Absolutely not. You're gonna want to probably join up with these terrorists and cause more carnage and go after Americans, especially if your kids or your family are getting killed. It's absolutely insane. But this is literally just a couple days ago, guys, and we you guys saw the video. You saw the video where Joe Biden can't even get out a coherent sentence, and then he's coughing into his hand, can't list the people out of where he's actually visiting. And this is the thing. He's not. He's, he's definitely declining, and somebody else is making the decisions. We just don't know who. Um, we, have, we have some ideas, but what I want to show you guys is the reaction to this because my theme for the show going forward is not we, – we are already woke here. We are, we are awakened. We know – who these people are, we're all paying attention now. We're watching every single action with a with a with a fine-tooth comb going through everything they're doing. And they can't get away from it now. They can't. So what do we need to be focusing on now? We need to be focusing on the others that were that voted for Biden and they're now waking up to the fact, oh my God, we royally screwed up. Huge buyer's remorse, right? So this is what I was able to find on Twitter, guys. Just some examples. This is from the WayneDupree.com, his blog here. And he's, this is from Daniel Bostic. He says, tonight, I feel for my friends in the military. The serious strike tonight is nothing compared to what is coming. The American endless war machine is back. And I've, t- I've seen a lot of soldiers, a lot of veterans, I find it seeing this. And they themselves, they know this isn't going to be a one-off event. They know this is going to end up leading into ma- probably into major conflict. And I would love to know from the audience out there, what's your over-under, guys, on when we're going to be in a war with... Um, with any kind of Middle Eastern country at this time. My bet, man, probably one to two months. What do you think on that? Uh, I'm going to say a year. A year. Um, and, and the reason that I put such a big day on that is, again, the world that that uh, was created while Trump was in office, I believe, is is very strong. And it reminds me of the parades that we watched, you know, all around the world for him. And so I think that I, I kind of think that the world that was created during that time of peace with everybody uh, is is going to start standing up just as much as we are. Uh, I'm not like I said. I'm I'm just not sure that these attempts at war or whatever are going to succeed in the capacity that uh, uh, some of them may be hoping for. Yeah, man. I, that's and I'm seeing a bunch of people say uh, six months, five months, one month. Uh, it says no war. Trump will fix things. Trust the plan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, the thing is, I I don't think. I think it's going to be quick only because of I'm seeing I'm seeing narratives kind of die here. The COVID narrative is dying. They're they they're trying to do whatever they can. Double mask, 
you know, people are done with it, man. People cannot, they can't survive anymore. Their businesses are being destroyed. They, a lot of parents have to decide whether they can stay home with their kids and whatnot. I think once that goes away, there needs to be a major distraction. I think war is the perfect solution to that. But we'll see, man. I hope you're right, dude. I, I hope it's. I hope we never have it. To be honest, yeah. I hope we too. never have any of these wars because I don't want to see any soldiers going over there, man. Because this the soldiers that be going over there now is an entirely different generation than than the ones that the my friends and in our age group that went out there already. Um, this is going to throw in another entire generation into an endless war, um, and. The thing is, a lot of these, I'm hoping a lot of these soldiers that end up, that are in the military now, I I can't, I, this is this is me, maybe some hopium right here. I'm hoping they're awake to this, um, having Trump as their commander for so long and now this. I can't imagine that they're, that they're thrilled when a lot of them are going to be coming home from Germany, from Europe, um, from Afghanistan, and now we're hearing uh, things like this come out, man. But I just want to show you guys just a few more tweets of why people are waking up right now. This is from the outsideness. No wonder, uh, no wonder they hate him. And here's a list of Reagan, Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Barack Obama, of all the wars they were um, involved with, and then Donald Trump having nothing. It really makes you think. It really makes you think. And this is exactly why they hate him. Um, but this is from a, a blue lefty here from Paul Joseph Watson saying, Bombs are falling on Syria again. The kids are still in the cages. The $2,000 checks are AWOL. But hey, at least Mr. Potato Head is now gender neutral. But I find it. We've been seeing so many tweets like that. and said, yeah, you guys got all this. You don't have your checks. Kids are in cages. But hey, at least Orange Man Bad isn't tweeting anymore, right? The trade-off is so lopsided, and people are really seeing that right now. But uh, just to see here, there was one really good one that I want you guys to see. I think it was the last one. This is it right here. This is from another lefty on Twitter. And this is what I'm seeing all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. Now I have people, now I have people I convinced to vote blue texting me asking where their $2,000 check is that isn't actually $2,000 and why Biden appears to be starting a war in Syria. Y'all period. <laughs> what do you what do you what are your thoughts on this, dude? This this is a this is going to be part of a trend that continues from the few voters that that did make their way to the ballot box for Biden. Um, I, like I said, in their party, in their logic, in their minds, they don't like anybody standing next to them. So because they don't have Trump anymore to yell at, they're going to be criticizing themselves over and over and over again. And there's a chaos in that. There's a, there's a breaking point for, for people. Um, you know, they're, I, in my mind, they're going to do one of two things. They're going to stop paying attention to it because they just can't stand it anymore. Or they're going to get louder about how much they hate the, uh, the president that they voted in. Yep. And those are the little gems, the little things that we're going to find. And we get to show the world, Hey, I'm glad you're realizing just how stupid that was. Now will you realize that nobody actually, you know, put this guy in office, they stole it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. No one voted for war, dude. Joe Biden's, uh, Joe Biden, you know, this was not on his uh, agenda to be reelected. War was not even on the plate. I don't even think war was even being talked about. Middle East wasn't even really talked about. Um, and here we are. And everyone's probably like, we didn't have, you know, ISIS was defeated. We have soldiers coming back. Why are we going to war now? Why are my drug prices going up? Why is my insulin so expensive now? Why are you stopping um, Trump bills that were helping um, stop child sex trafficking? Why is this happening? And you have the media. What's the media's response to this? I'll show you guys. 
Jennifer Pearl Reality Rubin. I, she might be a New York Post, whatever, whatever big publication is. Biden bombs Syria, the media. She posts, sleeping in, in the Biden era, we have our weekends back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have our weekends back. But you know what? Kids out, kids out in Syria, nah, they don't really matter. Just like the China, just like the uh, U- U- uh, Uyghurs out in China. That's just normal. It's culture. <laughs> Man, what kind of norm is that to, to even to even think about? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So yeah, guys, it's just so funny watching this. I mean, can it get any worse? Can it get any worse? And this funny video here from Joe King Videos. This is uh, taken from the. Uh, Taken from the office. And I just have to imagine this is the some of the talks that have to be going on in Joe Biden's office here. Take a watch. Do you have any idea? And you ain't black. You are out of your damn little pea-sized mind. What is wrong with you? Do you have any sense at all? Okay. Do you have any idea how to run an office? Yes. Every day you do something stupider than you did the day before. That's and I think right. there's no possible way right. he can all top right. that. Okay. But what do you do? You find a way, damn it, to top it. You are a professional idiot. And you, ain't- <laughs> you know, to me, man, when I was looking at that, I'm like, this has got to be the conversations that uh, Biden and Obama must have after uh, their ni- their nightly summarization of what actions were taken to the day. And did you follow my steps to the T? Did you screw up? Can you stop forgetting shit, man? Every day, every single day, it gets worse, man. You top yourself with the stupidity, man. I just saw this video. I thought it was perfect um, for what we're seeing here. Yeah, but- man, that's perfect. The, the way of. That backroom meeting with Obama is definitely happening, and that's probably the way it's going down. I promise you that. Absolutely, and I see a bunch of people laughing in the chat. I, I'm, I was a huge fan of The Office. Um, great show, and anything that has to do with that, it's going to be absolutely hilarious. But one last thing, guys. I just want to touch with what I'm seeing out here um, with the Middle East and Saudi Arabia. Um, everyone remember, see, when as this was happening, the story was breaking about the, um, the MBS I can't remember if he was from the Washington Post or whatever, whatever media outlet. The guy that was killed um, out, what was his name? Uh, Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salim approved. Um, the guy, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, he was, the, he was the Saudi journalist that was killed. And the thing, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because Biden is getting exposed at such a fast rate because it wasn't so long ago. And this is why I'm saying with with COVID going on, a lot more people were paying attention to every single word Trump was saying, Biden was saying. We were all locked into this way more people than um, than usual because we ultimately we all want to get back to some kind of normalcy. I don't care what side you're on. Um, I would love to go to a concert again. I would love to hear live music again. That's just me. But Biden here. He said he is not going to do anything about Saudi Arabia. And this is, I thought this was some pretty big news from the Daily Wire. Biden fearing Saudi Arabia won't penalize MBS after he promised during election that he would hold Saudi leaders accountable. And why is this important now? Because the report came out saying that this, that Saudi Arabia had everything to do with the killing of this uh, journalist and they even approved it. So this came out. And what does Joe Biden do? Joe Biden appears to go, to be going back on a promise. <laughs> Shocker. Here we go. Shocker alert, guys. Joe Biden's going back on a promise that he made during his presidential campaign following the release of a declassified report that alleges that Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Muhammad Ben Salam, approved an operation that resulted in the killing of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The New York Times reported late on Friday that Biden would not punish MBS because why? He was fearing what the consequences would be if he did so. Sounds just like uh, Andrew Cuomo when his uh, his aide released saying that, yeah, we didn't release the numbers because we were afraid of what the DOJ, the reaction might be. 
sounds exactly the same kind of deal here. But Biden has decided that the price of directly penalizing Saudi Arabia's crown prince is just too high. According to senior admin officials, the Times reported, Biden's aide said that as a practical matter, Prince Mohammed would not be invited to the United States. Ooh, I find he's not going to be invited to come hang out in the States anymore. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> and they denied it that they were giving Saudi Arabia a pass, describing a series of new actions on lower-level officials intended to penalize elite elements of the Saudi military and pose new deterrents to human rights abuses, I'm sure. But the reason why, guys, I bring this up is because not too long ago, a few months ago, Joe Biden was asked specifically this question um, from Mitchell here. It says, Mr. Vice President, the CIA has concluded that the leader of Saudi Arabia directed this murder. A U.S.-based journalist, the State Department also said the Saudi government is responsible for this. President Trump has not punished senior Saudi labor, uh, Saudi labors, would you? Yes, says Joe Biden, and I said at the time, Khashoggi was in fact murdered and dismembered, and I believe in the order of the crown of the crown prince, and I would make it very clear we were not going to, in fact, sell more weapons than we were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, uh, the, the pariah that they are. It's pretty ironic to me, I find it, that, you know, some militants out that are, that are part of supposedly Iranian uh, paramilitary is enough to cause strikes, but killing a, a, uh, a U.S.-based uh, journalist is not enough for a reaction. And I'll even say, I, when I got into this, I didn't know too much about the Saudi Arabia stuff when Trump was involved. I knew he made a lot of good deals. A lot of the bad actors out in Saudi Arabia were getting exposed internally on their own merit when Trump was involved. Uh, but Trump didn't, I, as far as I know, Trump didn't do anything about too much about this either, and I could be wrong on that. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to dive into this more uh, that I wanted to. But again, I just feel like this is just people are taking notice of this. I'm going to show you guys a tweet here in just a moment and the reaction to the uh, even the mainstream outlets. They're even questioning some of the actions by Joe Biden. Now, what are your thoughts on this, dude? So I'm going to go back to like that world that that Trump had created real quick, because this is what I, I think that it was in the timing of that. I, I think that some of this stuff was going to be handled, um, you know, I'm answering why he didn't uh, do something about it or why he may or may not have. I think it was in the timeline for, you know, the world to continue moving to a, 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 a much more peaceful time. So, but this is what he did. The only reason he gave that answer was because it was the opposite of what Trump was doing at the time. He didn't mean it. He. Oh no. Do we lose him? I find it. Did we lose him? My friend. <laughs> it looks like we lost them, guys. Let me get, get out there to the public and remind them, oh, right? Sorry, do you cut out there for like a good uh, hot 15 seconds? I almost ended the meeting and re-invited you. <laughs> oh, my bad, man. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's okay. Uh, yeah, just uh, just repeat uh, what your point was real quick. You, you were going back to uh, what Trump was saying. Yeah, man. I think that the world that he was trying to create, the timing of it, um, where we were moving into a direction of peace, I think that this is what is trying to mess that up. You know, I think that Biden is trying to get in there and just change this up. And I just don't think it's going to work. No, I don't I think so. I lost my thought on it. <laughs> no, I don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. I, I totally hear you on that. It's absolutely crazy. Um, and what I wanted to show you guys here were some uh, journalists here, journalists uh, talking about this. And this is the tweet here that really made me laugh from Yashir Ali. 
I feel like I'm losing my effing mind and don't say she's an outlier. An alarming number of people are processing criticism of the Biden administration this way. So this is a reaction from a woman here on Twitter, Kiki Melendez to Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper, as we all know, is on CNN. And he said here in this tweet, yes, hi, I see all you folks willing to look away from the brutal slaughter of a U.S. resident and Washington Post columnist because you like this president and thus it doesn't bother you that Biden isn't punishing the Saudi uh, Saudi royal prince responsible, you're wrong. I was surprised to see here, man, Jake Tapper, uh, he was kind of going after Joe Biden here. And what are we seeing from the base? The really super brainwashed. Kiki Melinda says, Jake, are you a Russian asset now? (laughs) Oh my God. There it is. Are you a Russian asset now? All your tweets are criticizing Joe Biden. Give the man a chance, will you? He has been in power 30 days and inside. No, 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 Kiki. He has been in He has been a swamp rat for over 40 years. He doesn't need 30 days. He was a vice president for eight years, ladies and gentlemen. What are you, what are you talking? Give the man a chance. He knows exactly what he's doing. He has been in power 30 days and intel on this came out today. I don't, I didn't see your outrage when arms were sold out to Saudi by Kushner. What the F? By the way, there is a raging pandemic. Oh, my gosh. These are the people, guys, when we when we say not everyone's going uh, to make it, everyone's not going to wake up. I have a feeling Kiki Melendez over here, she's going to be one of those. And um, I could care less how crazy she gets and these people that have that maintain these uh, that just maintain these opinions. But they're starting to turn on their own. These these Democrat lefty um, talking heads are questioning now even the Biden administration, Biden himself, and they're now infighting that I'm seeing all over, especially on Twitter still, and all that good stuff, which makes my heart sing, man. I, I just I feel so good. But what what is the uh, what what is all this going to? What's this all this boiling down to? There was more strikes reported today than just the one that was uh, reported that Joe Biden gave the go ahead on, and this was uh, this was just yesterday. U.S. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> U.S. troops bracing for retaliation after airstrikes. Of course they are. The combined Joint Task Force Operation Inherent Resolve has raised the threat level for U.S. service members in Iraq. And again, man, when I see these kind of headlines, it brings me back to middle school middle school years for me, the early two thousands, mid two thousands. All all these bad bad headlines that were going back to war. And all this good stuff, man. It makes it does not sit well with me at all. No, man, it, it doesn't sit well. And look, I just want to jump back on Kiki real quick because Go that one it. stuck out to me. It um yep. you know, this is the product of of what they created. I wonder if Jake Tapper, you know, he's respo- he's responsible for a lot of that mindset that that's in that comment, uh criticizing him. But that that right there is just perfect evidence of of the monster that they created in the public. They're not gonna turn back now. They it doesn't matter if the mainstream changes their narrative up. They're going to keep going in the direction that they've been set on. Uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, as far as the uh, the troops, man, you know, I don't like seeing this kind of thing. Nobody likes reading these headlines, and I'm not sure who is there to make any sort of resolve out of it. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look into this a little bit more to see – what kind of level this could go to who is who is standing in line over there now um that that would be doing something back to us i'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more yeah we'll see and um you know i just i just keep seeing people say you know this they're playing on your emotions and guys this i'm not i'm not overly emotional on this at all i you know we were all expecting this and it says patriots in control 
My thing is, once Trump speaks tomorrow, I really think the stage is going to be set to see what direction. And we're going to really see if Patriots are in control. Um, and guys, I'm just being as realistic. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sway you in a certain narrative. Um, I don't I don't think I don't think they are right now. I just don't. I don't see any evidence that they are. If any, as the days and weeks and months go on, we might see that. And we were going to report on it and talk about it. But I don't want to deal in speculation anymore. I just don't. I went through that enough. Uh, starting this channel and I've been through, we, you know, we, we all, we all grow up a little bit and mature as we go through this, but you know, I do have the faith we're going to, you know, this country's going to be fine, but I want to see what Trump has to say tomorrow. And right before we get to the clowns of America segment, my friend, I just want to um, show the statement from general Flynn, just a quick excerpt from what he said um, about what Trump needs to go after as far as the election integrity and what happened with this past um, election. And let's just see here real quick, guys. I want to show you this. So this is Flynn talking. We must now create an environment in which the American people demand the necessary solutions to repair this broken election system. The people need to find out what really happened. What is the matter with discovering the truth? Eventually, the truth will rise to the top. President Trump can help all of us by speaking clearly in his upcoming CPAC speech. Whatever the reasons for it, the November 2020 election has shaken the confidence of all Americans in our election system, and all of us need to do better. All of us need to better know what happened. Only when we can do we only when we can correctly reform the system and then start to recover our confidence. If the president simply moves on past the November 3rd, 2020 election without specifically addressing the massive election irregularities and then directing his supporters to specific action items, the nation may li may likely never have another free and fair election. And to me, I find it this is this is really where everything, literally everything, is going to boil down to. What have we been hearing ever since uh, Joe Biden was sworn in? We're done. We're screwed. No matter what, no matter who we want to get in office, America First candidates, they're never going to let us do it again. This system is rigged, and I do. I, I totally understand that, and I I'm aware of that. And to me. I don't think Trump is just going to go there and simply gloss over the uh, what happened in, in November. I don't, man. Knowing Trump, studying Trump a little bit more, the man is serious about revenge and an eye for an eye. He's always been like that. I honestly think I find, and I would love to know the reaction from the audience on this question, I think we're going to see a Trump on a different level. Starting tomorrow, I think he's going to be on your revenge, scorched earth path tomorrow. And the thing is, we were, I was talking to JR and Season Pixels on the show last night. I think Trump is going to be doing more damage now that he's a private citizen than he is in the Oval Office. He had more power to disclose things in the Oval Office, but he was more limited as to probably what he could say and the way he could go about it in the Oval Office. Now, it's going to be his entire own team, people that he trusts, and it's going to be scorched earth, and we're going to see a different side of Trump, man. What do you think is going to happen? So... I just want to I want to speak on Flynn for a second because he's arguably you know the the second most influential person that this movement listens to reads anything he says we're always there, and ever since we kind of got shook up right we've got we've got Flynn over there on Cloud Hub or Parlor or wherever he is, um, you know Trump's been quiet for a while and now we've got him speaking we've got Flynn coming out with stuff that we love we love reading we love hearing and and we've been catching his interviews as well, and so for all of this to kind of come back together again. You know, for you to see Flynn out, for you to see Trump out, I, I love seeing those connections again because that makes us feel whole. 
you know, that makes us feel like we've got a dog in the game uh, and we're not just out here all alone. But as far as your question, like about where I think this is going to go, I don't think we're going to see Trump on on screen as much as we did when he was president. You know, I, th- I think that a lot of this is going to be happening behind the scenes and we'll be able to dig through our articles and, and through everything to uh, to catch all of the little details. But I think that when he is on screen, when he does make his appearances, it's going to be savage. Right. I don't think he's going to hold back. I think he's just going to go for it, come out, call people out left and right and literally and figuratively and uh, and just go for it. And that's what we want. That's why we that's why we voted for him. That's why he's the rightful president anyway, is because he's going to speak his mind. And and he is he's arguably, you know, more dangerous now to the uh, to the establishment than he was in his presidency, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And I, and I love everything you said. I, I do believe that's what's going to happen. And um, I just saw somebody right here in the chat. Uh, you didn't listen to CPAC today. Japan has a new voting machine that cannot be hacked. That's fine. But it still has to get over here to America. And these governors are going to or these people that are in, in charge of election integrity. They're going to have to decide for their own states if they'll allow such technology. And we all saw what happened with Georgia, guys. So to me, until some major action is taken until, and the thing is, I don't even, I don't want a voting machine from Japan. I want, I want voting machines made in this damn country. Why is that so hard? I want our own tech. I don't want any, any foreign influence in any of our elections. Cause we all know China, uh, Venezuela, all these countries, there's a whole list that Patrick Byrne put out that were involved in our elections. I don't want any, even I know Japan's an ally of the United States. If their technology ends up coming over here. Great. To me, I don't, I don't even want to start there. I want to start with America first and go from there. But the thing is, guys, I'm going to try to live stream tomorrow um, Trump's address because, honestly, that's all I cared about. I'm going to be hanging on the edge of my seat for all of it. But let's get into, real quick, just our sponsor of the night here. There it is. So, guys, you know I've been uh, promoting my mother's business. We're doing it again today for wellness. We've been promoting a lot of wellness products and again, today's no different. This is a Lula Wellness Breakthrough M2, the diet that can change your life forever. And this is what we're bringing you guys today. So Breakthrough M2 is a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that uses homeopathic liquid drops in a structured, balanced diet. The drops support the body's ability to help clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, which is the abnormal fat. While on the program, you'll take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use detailed food lists and exact amounts to help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You'll drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for women is 20 to 25 pounds and men can lose 30 to 40 pounds. Guys, I just lost 22 pounds myself just doing this diet for two weeks. It absolutely works. Doing our program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body that help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. So guys, when you click the links that my mods are sharing right now, It'll bring you to the sign-up page. This will get you a consolation call with a coach that will answer any of your questions that you have on this diet, and you'll be on your way to losing weight extremely fast. Again, this is my mother's business, a patriot business, and of course, when you support my sponsors, you are supporting the show, guys. Get that COVID weight off of you. The summer and spring's coming and all that good stuff. I find it, my friend. Are you ready to get into the clowns of America today? Let's do the clowns. Let's do the clowns. I am ready to do this. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful i'm ready man let's get uh let's let's see who our first clown here is today oh, yeah let's see what we got today ladies and gentlemen our first clown is gonna be boston 
public school. I don't know if they mean which uh, public school this was, but you guys will not be surprised by this whatsoever. Um, Boston public schools remove advanced programs because they weren't diverse enough. And the actual explanation, which you guys are going to see here, is even worse. Let me just get some other good uh, chill music on here while we go over this. So Boston public schools have shut down their advanced programs and are focusing on anti-racist curriculum because officials were disturbed that there were too many white and Asian students in these classes. God forbid I find it that, you know, these kids challenge themselves and they want to take more advanced classes. I had I took AP classes when I was in school. A lot of us did. And there were mixed mixed races. But apparently to this Boston public school, uh, this was very racist. And why? There's been a lot of inequities that have uh, been brought to the light in the pandemic that we have to address. There's a lot of work we have to do in the district to be anti-racist and have policies where all of our students have a fair shot at an equitable and excellent education. So what was the problem? The problem was, GBH reports, is that a district analysis of the program found that more than 70% of students enrolled in the program were white and Asian. How dare they? How dare they? How dare they? Even though nearly 80% of all Boston public school students are Hispanic and black. This is not acceptable, I find it. Not acceptable. I've never heard these statistics before, and I'm very disturbed by them. Students were placed in the classes based on a test called the Terra Nova that they take in third grade. I find, how dare these kids want to better themselves and challenge themselves? How dare they, man? You know, this is what I was saying. This anti-racist, this shit, this, uh, this white... White uh, nationalists, you know, crap that they're trying to push here. All it's doing is taking opportunities from kids that do want to challenge themselves. And the ones that are in, I guess, the normal category, it's going to get even, they're going to dumb down the content even more for them. And ultimately, it's going to damage everybody and make your kids more stupid. What do you think? Why would teachers not want their kids to be smart? I don't understand (laughs) this. Why would you? The kid stands up, he takes a test, he aces every single one of them and goes, all right, we need to take you to a higher course, give you some harder stuff. You could could potentially do something, you know, a little higher level with more skill. And then they're going, no, you can't do that? No, man, you're you're smart. Just sit in the back, chill, and go by easy. You're not, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Absolutely. This is ridiculous. And I'm reading the the statistic. It said uh, 70% of the students enrolled in the program were white and Asian. Okay, so if we break that up, what have we got? 35 and 35, white and Asian? And then 30% are black? I mean, that doesn't sound that crazy to me. No. Uh, But, you know, what, why... I don't understand this junk, but again, it's just part of that crap that they're trying to push in every single facet of our education system. I I really think that there's going to be a large movement going up against this very soon. Very soon. And how, you know, it's, it's their fault, man. They weren't born. They weren't born black. (laughs) It's absolutely their own fault. These, these kids, you know, man, they went through their backpacks and they looked for Coca-Colas and whoever had one got to stay. (laughs) They got to stay. There it is. Beautiful. That's going to be a hard one to top. So let's move to the second clown here. This second clown is going to be Amazon. Why? Because only certain black people are allowed to be noticed on Black History Month. But you want to know one that's not allowed? That is Clarence Thomas. Yes. Amazon Prime stopped streaming Clarence Thomas's documentary during Black History Month. We all can probably figure why. Um, but <laughs> this uh, this was a critically acclaimed documentary. And it says Amazon showed it has its limits when it comes to its dedication to diversity and inclusion when it failed to continue streaming a critically acclaimed and popular documentary on the only black Supreme Court justice during Black History Month. Amazon got woke and you know what else they're doing? They're burning books. 
They are absolutely burning books. And the other thing I wanted to bring up here is that there was a transgender book that was about transgender that wasn't in the, uh, what you would call the wokes uh, mindset. It was, it was actually, it wasn't trashing uh, transgenders. It was just bringing some, some real-time facts about it. And that, burn, that book got burned. And the thing that I'm seeing here, man, Ter- uh, Thomas's uh, documentary getting booted off and now books are getting burned. The thing is, when this happens, Amazon owns 83% of the market on these books. And if your book starts getting whitewashed off their platform, other publishers, like it says here from Abigail Schreher, who put out an excellent, excellent thread on it. If, if Amazon's not going to take your book, why would any other publisher? It's setting a precedent, man. And this is scary, man. What If you're on the side of the people that are book burning, have they ever been good? <laughs> no, they've never been good. And dude, what do you think Bill BLM or any other supporting group of, of, you know, black Americans thinks about, you know, other black people stuff getting kicked off the internet? I mean, where's the outrage for that, right? Or is they, they, they just don't believe there's any black conservatives. That's the way it is, right? Amazon no. doesn't want you to think that there's any black conservatives in the world. That must be it. You would think, know, you would think, man, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but you know, I, I can guarantee you that the outrage is out there. We just don't see it. Um, especially with social media right now, everyone's so spread out everywhere. And even if you even mention any kind of truth or challenging this rhetoric, I mean, I just saw today, dude, there was a kid that was, uh, he was at Sony, he was a SUNY school and he, he, he got up whatever class this was. And he gave his opinion saying, I believe there's only two genders, male and female. And the school actually kicked him out. You shouldn't me. It's scary. And this is what I'm saying. College is going to start doing this. Uh, jobs are going to get woke and start doing this. It, this is a slippery, slippery slope. And guys, we're going to be covering this equity act uh, probably next week. And it's we're going to dive in deep with this uh, transgender uh, narrative that they're pushing. Because Corey, if you guys know Corey Diggs, she puts out some great content. She put out this massive report on transgenderism, where it started, the history of it. It's absolutely amazing. I want to do a deep dive into it. And just cover that study because it's so eye-opening to what we're seeing here. And I want to know, I I learned something real quick from that study. Do you guys know um, 1% of the population identifies as transgender, but yet we're making these massive, massive changes um, and labeling it as anti-discrimination when it's literally stomping on the opinions and and takes of people that have opposite opposite views, but for only 1% of the population. There is such a huge narrative going into all this. It's really sick. But real quick, I find the last clown that I have for today is, again, this Virginia school. Why are they a clown today? Because they're canceling Dr. Seuss books, claiming his books are full of orientalism, anti-blackness, and white supremacy. Dude, I grew up with Dr. Seuss. I love their books. I remember Green Eggs and Ham. That was my favorite. And again... Nobody was looking at Dr. Seuss and looking for racist shit. But again, dude, to top the wokeness, you're never going to be woke enough, man. What do you think about this? No, you can't be woke enough. Look, did y'all have book sales up there? Did y'all have the book sales at your schools? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. so like we'd have the book sales and Dr. Seuss is just all over the place. That was the whole theme of it. And he had every single grade that come in. I mean, they made a huge deal of it. And I guarantee you, all of us have probably got 10 Dr. Seuss books on our shelf somewhere because we're the generation of that. You and me, we're really close in age. So 
we know about Dr. Seuss, man. This is our jam. <clears throat> and they're going to stand up and say that it aligns with the theme of anti-blackness, that it's white supremacist. What is are you kidding me? A cartoon? <laughs> what? We've got Muppets. We've got Dr. Seuss now. Let's just, my God, man. Dude, the choices they make to try and cancel is absolutely laughable. It is laughable. And dude, I can't wait for my gender neutral potato head. I can't wait for, uh, I can't wait for my Coke. I can't wait them to take the white nationalism out of, uh, out of Dr. Seuss so I can read it to my son, the, uh, the real woke version of, uh, of green eggs and ham. Maybe they'll be a. Uh, maybe they'll they'll have some black. They'll say black eggs and ham, and have some uh, you know Black Lives Matter in the uh, you know Dr. Seuss burning down uh, cars and businesses. I I can't wait for that version, man. I can't wait for that revisionist history um, that the left wants to write. But guys, this is what I'm saying. This bubble that these people live in. This is not the majority of the country, and even people that voted for Biden. I can tell you guys right now, the people that are in the middle, that are on the fridge, that just they they don't they work all the time. They don't follow politics like we do. They're, they're going to realize this is all insane. This is insanity. And this is why I want to put a positive spin on this, ladies and gentlemen. I really believe that probably 80% or more of our country thinks this is nonsense. And the other 20% are absolutely, they're insane. And the other 5% down there, they're psychopaths. They're people that want to, you know, chop off kids' genitalia, say it's okay to take puberty blockers. Those people have a special place in hell. Like, uh, like uh, Dr. Rachel Levine the other day that we showed you with uh, when Ron Paul gave her a smackdown. Those people are insane. And I if I would never, ever, ever have that a person like that anywhere near my child, ever. It's absolutely disturbing. But guys, stay positive, guys. We're going to be just fine, and everything's going to work itself out in some way or another, man. Yeah, so, no, you're totally right. America speaks with their money. They're not going to be, you know, putting their money anywhere that's supporting, you know, any business that's pushing this sort of thing. So, you know, the pushback is huge from America right now. Absolutely huge, man. Absolutely huge. And I got to just shout out to the Woke fam. I love you guys. You guys showed up tonight. Um, I, I've been, I've, I'm going to be real with you guys. I've been struggling the last three, four, three, four weeks. Struggling um, just with the loss of not having Trump around. Um, it killed my mojo. I'll be completely honest. It definitely killed my mojo for the last couple of weeks, but doing some soul searching and meditating and praying, um, I just, I, I got back into the state of where, um, why I started this channel. I did it. I did it because I felt like this was the right thing to do. I did it because I want to get the truth out. And I've kind of gotten back to that place again, where I'm just having fun and fun. And because I was getting into a place where I was waking up every morning and just, I don't want to talk about the news. It sucks. It sucks. And I was, I was living in this mindset for the last few weeks and I started to notice it was affecting my work uh, doing this, but I've shed that. I've moved on. I've gotten over that hump. And tonight guys, I just felt like we were back to normal and I find it. I'm glad you're here for the journey, man, um, for doing it. But I just got to give out a shout out to, to the woke fan, Paul. Thanks so much. MAGA resurrection incoming. I do believe it's going to be starting tomorrow. Melissa says Texas Patriot. Biden has a wet diapy. I think so too. Lisa, uh, gas in my area is near $3 again. Biden's just a puppet. Us too. We were about 10 cents away from being at the three, uh, $3 mark. Hot Rod, 73. Thanks for uh, seeing you, brother. Thanks so much for the uh, generous donation, man. Thank you. Love the new show form. Uh, sh- love the new uh, format, brother. Keep it up. It's going to get better, guys. I have a lot of other work going on in the, uh, in the, in the, as far as production value, it's coming. I have a lot of stuff coming on the way and Heather again, always donating so many clowns, so little time. My favorite segment. Absolutely. And I got more segments on the way and you guys are absolutely fantastic. So 
So just to plug myself before we get out of here, if you guys want to continue uh, showing support for the show, go to wokesocieties.com. Go underneath my store tab. We have all the uh, products that are still on sale right now up on the store, and uh, it's all there. We have the hats, uh, the the uh, Drunk Society's merch that we'll probably be doing next week as well. That'll be next Sunday. The Drunk Society's merch, the V-necks, all that stuff. The ladies, you guys love the V-necks. Defund the media, hoodies, all that good stuff. Trump won. Coffee mugs, glass mugs, beer mugs, everything. And, of course, the tum- uh, the wine tumblers and the hats and all that good stuff. It's all there for you guys. And, of course, you guys can go to WokeSocieties.tv where you can sign up for a monthly or a yearly membership. It's cheaper than a Netflix subscription, and it's on a platform where you can watch it on the TV through your Roku. And on top of it, when you guys sign up for that now, you get access to a private chat on my Telegram channel that you guys have access to at all times. And I'm always on there now. Um, It's a great marketing tool, and it's been um, really useful uh, lately for me. So you guys get a private chat feature with that with me, and we can talk about anything throughout the day. So that is also available to you as well. And I know my mods are putting out the baby list for the baby registry. Um, You guys are awesome. You guys have been buying gifts. We're going to be doing, me and Mrs. Walker are going to be doing a uh, a, kind of like a baby shower episode with all of you that have purchased stuff for our incoming, incoming baby, baby Odin. And all that good stuff. So you guys have been doing that. I just want to say, guys, I love you all. You guys have kept me doing this. I love you. My mods, I have the best mods in the world by far. You guys are amazing. I couldn't do this show without you. And I just wanted to give a love bomb to uh, the Woke fan, man. Do you have any final thoughts as we get out of here tonight? Man, I see the love in the chat. Uh, I just appreciate y'all's support, too. And Scott, man, I know it's been tough. I'm so happy to be here with you doing this. I appreciate all the opportunity and just getting getting to spend time with my favorite, you know, family out here in the chat. This is a, it's one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to get in to start doing this with you is because I love them so much and because, you know, I love this show. And so I just want to continue doing it with you. And, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think the direction that we're going is going to be so much stronger than any place that we were in before. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's just going to get better. Um, having you on the show, man, has added extra value. I've heard nothing but great things and, uh, everyone's, everyone's dropping the love on both of us. And eventually, man, we're going to get you on drunk societies one of these nights. It'll be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a good time. I can promise you that. I can promise you code breaker. You've been watching this show religiously, man. You've always been to every show. It's great to see you here on, on, on the uh, foxhole chat. And guys, I gotta say, I gotta say foxhole has been running as smooth as butter, no buffering, no chat lag. It's been on fire. I've had the chat on the screen the entire time and it's just flowing, flowing like a raging river and it's only going to get better and I can't wait to see where this, uh, where that platform takes us, man. It's going to be fantastic. So I just want to make sure I didn't miss any other donations tonight. Donations are covered. Let me just check out pill.net real quick. My fam over there. Don't want to miss any of that. Always been to oh. every show. It's great to go for it, dude. Uh, Misty, thank you. I appreciate the donation out there. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Scrolling up here. I want to make sure I didn't miss any power chat. Oh, that's right. It's got this little glitch going on. When I hit the uh, power chat button, it just... it The chat comes all... It brings the, the, uh, the bar all the way down. <laughs> so hold on, guys. I just want to make sure... I hate missing um, donations. I feel like I betrayed... The donation giver. Oh, and, and thank you, Heather. I just saw that. Thank you very much. Awesome. So we are good over on Power Chat. And yes, guys, you can subscribe to the Foxhole um, by making a, I think it's a $5 donation 
uh, to support this platform. It's going to be growing. Um, we're going to be adding more channels to it. Guys, you're going to have your own pay-per-view of real real news, real entertainment. You guys are going to get everything on this channel. And once once this is uh, exactly where we want it, I'm, I have so many ideas where I want to stream uh, video games, playing with some of your other favorite content creators like Methods and having just having fun playing maybe Grand Theft Auto or whatever. Whatever game, Super Mario, whatever it is. Um, there's so many things that we want to do with you guys, and uh, it's just going to get better from here. So I think that's uh, all I got tonight, man. My voice is shot, and it is 7.30. You know who comes up next in a half hour, guys? Methods to Madness. I don't know who his guest is. Um, if Methods is there or if someone can drop in the chat who is uh, who his guest is in the chat, I would like to announce it for sure. So we'll get that in just a moment, hopefully. So we were on D Live today, Foxhole, Pill.net, Clout Hub, Twitch, Roku, so many things, dude. It's everywhere. Like, it's like six uh, six platforms, Periscope, all that good stuff. Let's see if uh, let's see if we get the uh, whoever his guest is in here because I'd like to announce that. Don't ever overextend yourself, Scott. Oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Conscious Abe, okay. So Conscious Abe is going to be with uh, with Methods tonight. Awesome. Another awesome Patriot brother. He's been doing this longer than any of us has. That's always going to be a great show. So go check out Methods to Madness with Conscious Abe at 8 p.m. Eastern. That is uh, exactly 30 minutes from now. He's going to be on the Foxhole app here. You guys can just click that button and go right over there to him. You got, Guys, we, can't, we couldn't make it any easier for you. Cannot make it any easier for you. So... Next time we'll be on is Tuesday night. Actually, no, we're going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to be live streaming the CPAC from Trump. Should be good, guys. So stay strong, stay safe, and stay woke. Good night, everybody.